Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome into the latest edition of the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. My name is Tony Colombo here with producer Chad Ellis and my partner Bo Matthews. And it's just us this week. No guests. There's a lot going on in this world. There's a lot to talk about. And sometimes on the radio show with the time constraints that we have uh, Bo and Chad and I don't have the time to just have a discussion about these events. And about yeah, Tony the- never buys us lunch, so we're <laughs> just you know we can't just sit around a table and right. BS. You yeah, know? so we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna it's just gonna be us. It's just gonna be the, the guys from the show um, talking about the issues of the day this week on the podcast exclusive. There is uh, plenty to talk about. Um, first thing I wanted to mention was for people that did not hear the show this week, um, of course, uh, Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors airs every week on 97.1 FM Talk and KMOX Radio here in St. Louis uh, every Saturday on 97.1, every Sunday on KMOX. And you can get that podcast, the podcast of the radio show, that goes out every Friday. And then, of course, this podcast, the podcast exclusive, we put out every Monday. So if you're not downloading both podcasts, please do. And if you know anybody that is interested in talking about fishing and hunting and camping and uh, gun rights and the Second Amendment and law enforcement and all the things that we talk about here on the show um, we would really appreciate it if you shared this podcast. It's been amazing watching how many uh, people download this podcast every week and um, the great support that this radio show and, and podcast has received in the couple of years now that we've been doing it. So uh, thank you so much for downloading the podcast and being a part of this show. Um, yeah, and the only fee is we just ask you to share it. There That's you it. go. That's all. And yeah. if you, yeah, if you know somebody in your life that, uh, uh, would enjoy these discussions. Please share these podcasts with them and let us let them know about the uh, about the radio show. Um, at the end of the show this week, we announced that the Alton Catfish Classic, a huge fishing tournament that happens every year here in our area, has unfortunately been 
canceled due to the coronavirus and some of the restrictions that are ramping back up in the state of Illinois. Um, it looked like it was happening. We were getting real close We're just a few weeks away. September 12th, I think, uh, was the date for the Catfish Classic. And unfortunately, this week they had to pull the plug on that event. Uh, but they will be back next week or next year, excuse me, um, when the dates for the Alton Expo are announced. That is when the Catfish Classic will be happening once again. And if you want to participate in that tournament, it goes fast. There's 100 boats that are allowed to be in the tournament, and uh, they go fast. So keep your eyes open if you want to fish in the tournament for uh, those dates of the Alton Expo. And make sure you get registered ASAP because that sells out really, really fast. And then it's a great event to bring your family to. Uh, it's just super disappointing that it's not going to happen this year because it's something that I was really, really looking forward to. But the Alton Catfish Classic will be back next year, and hopefully a year from now um, we'll finally be back to as close to normal as whatever the word normal means in uh, <laughs> in Don't this say world new normal. Anymore. Don't say it. Whatever <laughs> well, you say, don't I say don't new normal. I don't know what normal will be anymore, but hopefully we'll at least uh, have coronavirus in the rearview mirror. Um, uh, a year from now. So there is uh, a whole lot to talk about, uh, a lot of issues that we could cover here. We did talk about some stuff on the show this week with uh, Virginia Crudo from The Daily Caller and Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. So again, if you missed this week's radio show, make sure you go back and and catch those discussions. Um, we talked, Bo, a lot about the RNC and the upcoming election and the possible effect that these elections could have on Second Amendment rights. Uh, before we start diving into individual issues, do you have any more um, uh, uh, reaction to the RNC and the DNC and wh- how you you know felt about the two conventions that we saw these uh, last couple weeks? You know, I, I, as I said on the show, as soon as I saw uh, the difference in production quality, I knew because... Donald Trump was a TV star with The Apprentice, a reality star, if you want to call it. And it just was so slick production-wise. And, you know, me being a tech guy, I was just paying attention because everything on the DNC was Zoom calls that seemed like a very low quality. There was no production values at all. And in this business of media, it's it's really about that. So I noticed it right away, and I just confirmed it before this conversation started, that, yes, there were two producers from The Apprentice mm-hmm. that were hired to be part of it. So I just think it was a smart move because, you know, it's kind of like when you sell a, a, a used vehicle. You know, you, you clean it up. You want to shine it up as best you can before you put it out there for sale. And yeah. so, or you just have mud all over your truck and you put a for sale sign it, you'll get less money, I guarantee. So I, I think it was a smart thing that they did. I, yeah. I just do. I, the the controversy of, you know, who's going to pay for what. The Trump campaign will pay for the use of the White House, the use of the government buildings that they had. I didn't realize this, that every, you know, convention that he goes to, maybe Tony, you know this, but I didn't realize the Trump campaign had to reimburse the United States government for air travel on Air Force One and moving the, you know, the Secret Service with them and all that. I didn't realize that that had to be paid for, yeah. and, and it has been. Yeah. I, did you know that? Yeah, I did. And, and it's because you can't campaign on the taxpayer dollar. Not supposed to. Yeah, yeah. right, right. You're not supposed to <laughs> campaign on the taxpayer dollar, so the campaign has to reimburse 
the United States government for any um, resources that uh, that right. they use in the um, elections. So uh, actually, one of the things that we touched on very briefly on the show, and I wanted to go into this a little bit more, but we just didn't have time. Um, when we were having this discussion about production value and the difference between the DNC and the RNC, a lot of the headlines that we saw this week were about the ratings for both conventions being down from past uh, conventions and election years, which is not surprising because these were not nearly as compelling not being able to be in front of a crowd. I think the audience has such an impact. I think we're seeing that in sports right now, how big of a deal having a live audience is to the um, um, compelling nature of television like that and keeping people's interest. And, you know, it's just there's just so much more energy when you have a crowd reacting um, to these people as they speak instead of just, you know, the echoing empty room. So no surprise and not really, you know, not really anybody's fault and not really, a, a, you know, uh, casting aspersions on either party about. No, the no, it's ra- the cards you're dealt, though. Exactly. Um, Here, here's the comparison. Who, who's the comedian that always comes onto the DGS? Uh, he's Greg on Warren? another station. Oh, Tim uh, Well. Tim, yeah, okay. Not that they're not funny guys. They're funny. They make the room laugh a little bit, but they're not as funny in the studio with four people no. as they're as they exactly. are at the the live show. So that's such with... a great that is such a great point because I every year I host a New Year's Eve um, variety show oh, yeah. on ninety seven one. Yeah, you were with me on on the last one, and I've asked guys like Tim Convey. And Sean O'Brien, who's another local comedian, and Greg Warren, who is um, a St. Louis guy also, a nationally known comedian. And I've asked them to come on and do live comedy on that variety show. And they've talked to me about, and, you know, and Tim and others have said to me, like, you know, it's just different. Come into a studio (laughs) where there's four people. And, you know, I know there's an audience listening, but I can't feel them and I can't hear them react. I can't hear them laugh. And so, Dude, you look know, how, it's a look lot at how painful late, late night TV is, you know, the Jimmy Fallon's yeah. and Kimmel's and look how painful that stuff has been with Zoom. Call. You, they don't have an audience. Right. They, even if it's canned laughter, give me something yes. for crying out loud. So, but anyway, the comparison is the, the RNC and DNC. Yeah. So what, what, what I wanted to what I wanted to bring up about the about the television ratings was we saw these headlines that said that the ratings were down for both. And the you know, the ratings, I you know, for the. I haven't seen the last couple of days yet, but at least at the beginning of the conventions, the Republicans were down a little bit from the Democrats, but they were down on cable and network television. And somebody might have been Virginia on the show mentioned C-SPAN. And I, that's the only way I've been watching this. That's stuff. what I that's that's what I was going to say, too. I, it's the only way I could watch it also, because both of them. I could not stand the running commentary on yes. on the media channels. I couldn't the pundits. They're, they're and it didn't matter which on, one, right? On, yeah, right. It didn't matter what network it was. They all did it. And some were worse than others, some were way worse than others, but they all did it and I couldn't stand it. And and I'm glad that I remembered to check C-SPAN early on. <laughs> You're old now. And, You're old. That's yeah. why you went to C-SPAN. And and the one of the stories that didn't get hasn't been talked about as much as so the numbers the ratings were down on the networks but especially the RNC the ratings were 
huge on C-SPAN. Yeah. And I think it, that's because um, b- because people were tired of that running commentary. So there were hundreds of thousands of people tuned into C-SPAN on YouTube and on cable, on television, way more than they would ever be any other time because they didn't they didn't want to watch the uh they didn't want to watch the pundits cutting everybody off and reacting yep. they wanted to watch the um uh, the convention as it was be as it was being presented excuse me um and you haven't heard that very much but if you go back and look the the ratings on C-SPAN were actually huge um yeah. especially for the I want- Republicans I, I will I, I will interject this just as far as and I had this conversation with my cousin uh, while I visited him last weekend in Minnesota. I said, I, I'm anxious to see what the tone of the RNC is, because at that point I'd only seen the DNC or clips of and just the tone of the hatred and the they just want to tear this uh, president down. They just will at all costs. They are willing to do whatever they, they can to tear President Trump down. And that's the tone you feel. Now, uh, this past week, I've had a chance to see, as you did on C-SPAN, the RNC, uh, you know, speeches, the Iowa governor, the lobster guy was fantastic. All these people. Tony, I have been brought to tears because watching C-SPAN, you get the full story. You get everything Mm -hmm. without pundits, uh, Sean Hannity or, uh, you know, Chris Cuomo just pounding on stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, So it was really enlightening and, and refreshing. But I was getting emotional. Because these people are like laying it on the line. Yeah. Here is what is at cost here. Yeah, some of the some so, of the speeches were really um, impactful if you listen to them. Yeah. Um, especially some of those people that had personal stories, like the cancer survivor that spoke on uh, day one or day two um, about right to try and right. how you know if she didn't have that that right to try that. Donald Trump uh, enacted that she probably wouldn't be alive today. And some of those stories are just um, incredible. But I actually, Chad, I wanted to ask you about um, we talked about the ratings being down across the board, these conventions not being watched by nearly as many people as usual. And it doesn't look like the candidates are getting, you know, any of the uh, convention bumps that we've talked about in the past um, you're our resident millennial, so you speak for an entire generation. On this <laughs> it's show. all on you, buddy. Yeah, it's all on oh you. Um, what about uh, what about that? What about your 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 friend group? Your uh, the people that that you know that you associate with? Were anybody were any of them watching the conventions, or no. was that just not no. a thing? Um, quite honestly. You're the- you're the only one engaged. <laughs> I don't think you're the only one engaged. I do think uh, these conventions are kind of a waste of time. Boring. Yeah, they're they're a waste of time for me. They're boring to others. Um, the reason I say they're a waste of time is because, like, we know that we know the truth. Like, on, well, on this they're station, not changing anybody's minds. Yeah, you, I'm not trying to be swayed um, because of my emotions or my skin color, and quite honestly, like. In the position that I'm in, I don't really need someone to even tell me who I should vote for because I've already done my research. And quite honestly, there aren't any real good opponents. <laughs> yeah, um, there's not really any good opponents, but um, I am a I am a believer. And if you start something, you should finish it. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, um, you started a four year term, but, you know, it's 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 an eight year thing like. You you dug yourself into 
whatever hole you dug yourself in with the media and all this other stuff. So maybe you should try to use your next four years to kind of kind of settle the tide um, from all the, the turmoil that you kind of built up. Mm-hmm. When you say but he has had some challenges, though, absolutely. with the impeachment. Absolutely. With, he's he's you know, faced so, nothing but challenges. And that's what that's what kind of gives me like a little sympathy for him because it's like, OK, after everything you've been through, after so many people said, oh, this is not my president. This is not this. This is not that. Um, and of course, he lashes out on Twitter like every American does um, at this point, because Twitter is that's what Twitter is for at this at this point in this day and age. Yeah. Um, but all of his works from foreign policies to everything in the United States have been stellar. Yeah. They've been pretty solid and you can't yeah. really argue about his work. And like mm-hmm. I said on any show, um light plug, I'm on any show every Monday now mm-hmm. at two oh seven. Um like Annie I said Fry on, show, ninety seven one FM talk. Absolutely. Nice plug. <laughs> um like I said on her show, like I've been in that position where I was doing everything right. I could do everything I can for a group of people and they're just unappreciative. They're just not gonna give you and the credit. And it's not because of the work isn't good. It's just because of who you are. Yeah. And with that understanding, it's like, ah, come on. So when you say that, when you say that the conventions are a waste of time, you say that because you don't think that they're going to change anybody's minds. Like everybody who's going to vote already has decided who they're voting for and they're not going to watch these conventions and change their mind. At this point, it's too late. Do you think, yeah, but Chad, do you think that somebody that's on the fence would be leaned one way or the other or, uh, or is there even anybody like on the, the fence anymore? Like, well, is the I, fence I think even that a thing anymore? Yeah, that's a good point. But I would say that the most important uh, element of any pro- uh, political uh, race is the debates. And now we're already hearing yeah. that those are vulnerable, that they may not happen, which I think is complete BS because we absolutely need to see these people head to head. Uh, oh, yeah. You can say you're gonna, you're you can, what you gonna let Biden stand in his basement and yeah. uh, president from there. They are on, terrified man. of Come letting on. him talk. He he, yeah. he doesn't want to even leave home. Like, do he? Hey, Biden. Guess what? You have to leave home <laughs> to be the president <laughs> to be the president of the United States. It is not optional. You cannot you do. S- he cannot talk without a script. It's incredible. I've I've, I've, but, I've listen. I don't want to. I don't. I'm not that guy that's gonna. You know that says that. He's got dementia, or he's got mental, which he which he probably does. Which he, whatever, but I'm not. I even... can bring up the percentages and tell you <laughs> the likelihood of him having something just mentally. because of his age. Because of his age, right. but he yeah. he can't do anything without a script. He even even when he called Kamala Harris to offer her the, it was the, scripted. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, oh guys, you guys didn't see this. Go and look at the, no no both like, of you. They get mad at Trump for not being able to no. read the teleprompter, but literally you could t- you can literally tell in the D- in the DNC that this was pre-recorded. It was like ah uh, no. yeah, you might want to go in there and it's record worse. that one again. It's worse. Listen, the so when he he like skyped Kamala Harris when he asked her to be the vice president, and of course it cameras were rolling. And you could see their FaceTime conversation and, you know, Joe compliments Kamala Harris for everything and then asks her to be his vice president. And, you know, they recorded it so they could make a little commercial out of it and everything. And people spotted 
I can't believe you guys didn't see the story. People, I'm looking at the video right people now. People spotted his script and sitting in front of him on his desk as he was oh saying my. it because he couldn't even have a phone call where he asked Kamala Harris to be his vice president without reading the script. He can't right. speak. That's Tony. Without a, he can't speak without a, a script, without a teleprompter. This is an agenda. This is an agenda. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, so, that's, so that's Tony, terrifying. So Tony, my question is that you can't. That you're trying to. You're trying to uh, shield him. You're trying to say Nancy Pelosi this week said that he shouldn't debate Trump because she doesn't want to give Trump the platform. Whatever Trump has the platform. Trump talks in front of the national media every day. You can't take the platform away from Trump. So that's not why you want to cancel the debates. You, because you can't take the platform away from Trump because the media is everywhere, follows him everywhere, and he has the platform every single day. The only reason that Nancy Pelosi says that she doesn't want to have these debates is because th- the Democrats don't trust Joe Biden to be able to answer questions and hold his own in anything but an incredibly controlled environment. And that's scary. That's scary. So, Tony, I mean, forget you're, about you're Democrat or Republican. Of- that's scary. Can you not hear me? Hello? Hello? I'm, no, no. I'm, I know. Yeah, I can hear you. I'm sorry. I was just, on, I was just on a roll. It's all, well, no, all my, yours, here, here, Here's my question. Here's my question. When Biden accepted the nomination at the DNC, uh, I didn't see his acceptance speech, if you will. But was that edited? Because if he would, if he can do a speech, teleprompter or not, from beginning to end with no edits, that would be shocking. Do you he know can't. anything about that? He can't. I don't know if it was he edited. Cannot. It was it was heavily scripted, but I don't know if it was edited. That it might, I think it, it could was have been. I think it was edited. Like it was too perfect. He's never performed in this way. It's like giving him a, a performance enhancement. You can see it. You can <laughs> <Wow>. see it. <laughs> That's like, I'm just, awesome. I'm just, I'm just saying. Editing, <laughs> editing software is his steroids. Editing, <laughs> editing software is his HGH. It's and his that, performance enhancement. Exactly. That is, uh, that is hilarious. Yeah, that, um, yeah, but it, but that's the truth. I mean, he literally can't even. They, he can't even call Kamala. They can't even say, "All right, we're gonna shoot this." You know, we're gonna we're gonna video you FaceTiming Kamala Harris and offering her the vice president position. You know, it'll take two minutes. Let's go. He can't even do that without a script. <laughs> a a word for word script. Did you see it, Bo? Did you find the story? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not listening to it, but I'm watching it. And he looks like he's holding uh the the cell phone. He's looking at a, a computer screen. I'm gonna listen to it when we're done, but yeah. He's holding a cell phone in his hand. Upside down. And he's, he's, holding and the phone he's watching the screen. Well, yeah, no, that was my point. He yeah. was holding the uh, phone like it was a hot potato, like he's yeah. never held one before. Right. He's holding the phone upside <laughs> down, which makes him look ancient. Wow. And he's reading. And he's and if you look, I can't remember exactly now because it's been a couple weeks, but somewhere on that desk is... Oh, there's a piece of paper. Absolutely. Is is. A, and and people, uh, uh, people on the internet like zoomed in. On the on the paper, and <sighs> Darn and read and saw people. that it was exactly what he was saying to Kamala. Can I point? As he was can I point out? VP. Can yep. I point out something? This is Second Amendment Radio on the I Great Outdoors uh, podcast exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. This is the podcast exclusive where we can talk about anything that we want. And that's oh, what, okay, good. Okay, we haven't talked about guns or outdoors <laughs> or yeah, I mean, anyway. Honestly, if you're talking about the Democratic 
Party versus the Republican Party. That's kind of talking about guns because you is. are you kind of oh, yeah. no, exactly no. right. You have a clue what's going to happen if Joe that Biden. That is gets, exactly right. If we're talking office. about the election, we're talking about gun rights. You thought it was as short as this. Yeah, <laughs> now. No kidding. Hats off to the McCloskeys for being on the RNC from St. Louis. I haven't seen their video. I just saw a clip of it. Um, but you know, here's people that are in St. Louis that are you know the poster children of basically protecting yourself and then uh kenosha wisconsin blows up can i point out something boy yeah. this this is a whole different uh, conversation no but I, I'm, I, we need to have it so go ahead i was listening to uh, uh chris cuomo uh and it was an audio clip and he brought don lemon on and and i'm listening to the radio intently because this is near i'm from minnesota so this is up north this is kind of near you know where i grew up and don lemon literally said the words it doesn't matter what the guy did because it's all about what we're seeing on the video of him being shot in the back seven times. It has nothing to do with what happened before. Are you kidding me? This is from a national news pundit. Yeah. That's, that's saying that it doesn't matter what happened. Be oh my gosh. See, I'm just I, losing my freaking mind. Every day, you know, we're on the radio every day and people have been critical of me on Twitter and, and callers and things like that for not taking a stand on this issue. And, I'm not going to I, I have I have an opinion right now, but I need to see the results of the investigation first. Yes. I yes. need to know what exactly happened before I decide who's in the wrong. And exactly what I said about uh, Atlanta yeah, or George Floyd. I want to exactly, know more. Exactly. There's no difference. If this but Don is a, Lemon if this is makes millions Floyd, of dollars. Right. He's making millions of dollars saying it doesn't matter what happened before. Right. No, it's just a, a cop shooting a black man seven times in the back. If this is End a George story. Floyd situation, I have no problem being extremely critical of the police involved and asking and, and calling for them to be held accountable. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Let's go. Like... If we don't want defund the police, if we don't want protest, if we don't want black versus white, if we don't want man versus woman, don't you think we would be thinking before we act? Like, hmm. at any time, as an officer of the law, if you get rid of the, you're not liable for anything you do when you have your badge on, if you get rid of that, um... What is it? Which what is, is not true. You are liable. Yeah, but no, you, you, you protect have, and serve. They have, uh, like some type of immunity. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, protective immunity mm -hmm. over what, basically the things that they do while they're on the clock. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, some of the officers exercise that right a lot further. So therefore, as I continue to say, um, if you don't want to defund the police, maybe you should probably, probably take. Take into consideration that what do we need police for? We need police to protect and serve one. So protecting and serving has nothing to do with shooting someone. Um, we need them to be knowledgeable of who they're protecting and serving. So if you know that ah, this community is impoverished, these these things are bound to happen. They have they have a continued uh, disconnect with the police because of continuous errors and no matter if it's no matter whose side it is on between the the person that's being stopped between the officer there mm -hmm. are errors happening so therefore we're not holding the people that are getting shot uh, accountable because they already been held accountable they're dead 
We're holding the people that pull the trigger accountable for their actions because they have been not held accountable for so long. So if we don't want to defund the police, maybe, just maybe, we should probably try more tactics in training the officer for people that have mental health issues, which a lot of the people that have been shot have been That's on true. record mm -hmm. for having mental health issues. Mm -hmm. but, I, I but I will, I, 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 let, me just, let me just get in there because uh, somebody called 911. Something was going down, Chad. Something Absolutely. was happening and I don't where they needed the police. I don't so, disagree with that, but your first mind should not be, let me put my hand on my gun, especially if we continue to add things to your belt that makes it even more heavier for you to prevent yourself from using the gun here's what in the I, first place. Here's what I believe in that in this situation in Wisconsin, without without knowing all the details, I I do not believe that that police officer left his house that morning and said. I hope I get an opportunity to shoot somebody in the back today. Oh, absolutely. Oh, nobody absolutely. thinks that. I also no, no. don't. I also don't think that uh, Mr. Blake w thought that you know that he that I don't think that he was out to do anything wrong or was trying to hurt or run from the police in any way. But that but there's something that happened that we need to get to the bottom of. And we need to figure out what went wrong. It's, that, yeah, the investigation video, is going on. In that there video, I can interpret that video. I can the little bit that I know. I can interpret it either way. Here, I know this. I know this much. I know that if I was walking away from a police officer who was telling me, "Stop moving! Stop moving! Don't go in the car!" Don't go in the car and then tried to grab my shirt and pull me and say, don't go in the car. Don't reach in the car. If I kept going in the car and reaching in the car, I would feel like I'm going to probably gonna happen. Something Absolutely. really bad is going to happen. Absolutely. So I can understand that side of it. I, there are two I camera angles, by the understand. way. That's one I can problem also I understand people that are, are upset about. Why do you have to shoot somebody seven times in the back? Yeah. We've heard we've heard that he had a knife. We've heard that he didn't have a knife. We've heard I, at one point it sounds like the officer yells, "Drop the knife!" But we don't know if there was a knife. We don't. No, there I was a knife. There was a knife. That's even confirmed. It, okay, is it so confirmed? Even, confirmed? Even because if it's I a knife, even if it, if it's a knife, is a knife enough to say, okay, I'm. I don't know. I don't that's it. Argue, I don't know I don't either. Even, and that's I don't why. Even argue the fact of a hundred. Oh, hold on. I'm in, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. It could be a rock. It could be a stick. It could be a knife. It could be a gun. And the this thing is, is and this is the stuff that's going to continue to get our second Second Amendment rights diminished because we continue to think this way. We continue to think, oh, if somebody has a knife, I could protect myself with my gun or I could do this. Or I could do that. But not thinking, OK, if I do this, what are going to be the consequences, not only for me, but for the people that have these Second Amendment rights that abide by them like literally I go to gun stores and gun, I'm tr literally going to a gun. So today. Or on on Saturday, mm -hmm. um, and it's like okay, if we continue to shoot people when we feel like it because they have knives and because they're doing something that makes us mad and all this other hogwash, 
how many gun shows will I be able to go to in the future? Mm -hmm. When I'm ready to teach my son how to shoot a gun at the age of 10 in, in a private in a private area, I'm not going to be able to do that because there are going to be so many gun laws because we're so we so gun ho to be able to protect ourselves with a gun. But if you really needed to prote protect yourself, there are other means of protection. Period. Absolutely. Yeah, there no. are. Uh, and and if you've ever heard the term, uh, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, uh, the guys that did the show Mythbusters proved that within 21 feet, the guy with the knife can absolutely attack the guy with the gun quicker than the gun can be pulled from a holster and shot. Right. It's yeah. true. No, and well, and there's and the gun laws and the gun rights are there for a reason. And you should be able to exercise them properly. It's when they are used improperly that, to Chad's point, it it will it, it hurts your argument if you are going to be using them properly or improperly. The problem is, is many times now we don't wait to see what was proper or improper or what right. the evidence they just judge. what actually happened or if that was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. We the just, court of public opinion. We just react. And then we find ourselves in a position where we have, instead of police on the streets, we have armed civilian Militia. militias yep, yep. against armed protesters. And you think that you think that it's you think that the police are dangerous? I that is a that is a terrible, terrible place to be if you're in a city that. You have armed militia members yeah. trying to be vigilantes <laughs> yeah. and armed protesters trying to, you know, use some social message to cover their just like I think just like not all protesters are violent looters, of course, in fact, the vast majority of them are peaceful protesters, but there's always the bad apples, the bad actors mixed in there that want to use that protest as cover to for, you know, to create to take these bad actions. And just like a vast majority of people trying to protect their business or protect their home with guns because they feel like the police aren't there to do so. I and think the not. vast majority of them. Yeah, I think the vast majority of them are are have their hearts in the right place and are just trying to protect themselves. But there's a few bad actors on that side as well that will. And I don't think this cover. is one of them. I don't think this is one of them in Kenosha. I no, just don't. I, yeah. No, this just like the guy in Atlanta, the cop right. in Atlanta at the Wendy's drive through, not a bad cop. Yeah, that well, we, we don't have time to get into all of them, but uh, <laughs> oh, I got all, I got all the time in the world. Let's go. <laughs> rabbit hole we'll never get out of. Yeah, no kidding. But we do need to. We do need to have the information and figure out what happened as much as we can before we react on either side. And nobody's uh, being responsible like that, Tony. You know that to get out of control like they have it's gotten no one's out fault. of control yeah it's every it's, it's no, no one's it's fault everyone, yeah. it's no one it's everyone's fault it's no yeah. one's fault and it's everyone's fault yeah i blame um, the video I'm, games you know what I blame that, you know what that conversation actually came up in conversation because they it desensitizes do. us yeah so, it does it just desensitizes us to you know driving faster or yeah. or I, I don't know 
Okay. I don't know. Right, been, you guys done? I've been jumping on. I've been jumping <laughs> I'm on. Logging off. I've been jumping on turtles in video games for forty years, and I've never uh, wanted to jump on a turtle in real life. So I'm not sure. Yeah, but you've done it. But faster. have you have you got a kill streak of twenty five people, <laughs> and you felt amazing about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. That's a feeling that you probably shouldn't have. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> yeah. Okay. You may right. not have eaten any turtles, but you've probably been to a buffet and really put a hurt on. You them. know what? I will. Last thing I want to say. I, last thing I want to say is that here's here's the other problem that I have with where we're at. We have this. We have this reaction in Wisconsin, and we have these protests, and it's national media, and it's it's outrage. And what it's allowing to happen are things like what happened in Maryland this week where there was a call about a home invasion and three police officers showed up. And the second the three police officers got to the front porch of the house, they were all shot. Luckily, in this case, they're all still alive, but it was a straight up ambush. That they wow. that these people called in a domestic. They said somebody's breaking into our house. Three police officers showed up. The second they got on the porch, they were ambushed and they were all shot. And wow. that story doesn't get any that that's not talking I didn't about, even know about that yeah, one. Nobody know about nobody knows all. about that. But everybody knows about the shooting in Wisconsin. It's because it's, it's all the media of it. Plight. All, it's an agenda. Yeah, it's all bad, and it all is tragic, and it all needs to stop. And we need, we need a fake to treat. News button. We need to. We need to. Yeah, we need a fake news button, and we need <laughs> to. We need to treat all of these stories. You know, we need to. They all need to be addressed, and they and the reasons that all of these things are happening all need to be addressed, and they're not. We're picking and choosing. Where the where the outrage goes, and it's sad that we are in this position, um, but we can't let it continue to go the way it's Terrible. going because it's needs it's, to be accountability. Yeah, it's too much. All right, All right. Woo! Well, we have lived a lifetime we on this podcast. I know we we're supposed to do <laughs> ten or fifteen it's minutes so the first that. time that it was just the three of us and no guests and geez. And Tony, Tony. How many monsters have you drank in the last hour? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna open another one right now. Have you ever heard one of these? <laughs> have you ever heard one of these things open? Listen to this. Oh yeah, there oh, we go. Oh yeah. All right, that's gonna <laughs> do it. Sound of music. Yeah, that's gonna do it. I'm gonna drink this monster, and uh, we certainly appreciate you listening to this podcast exclusive and to the radio show each and every week. For producer Chad Ellis and my partner Bo Matthews, I'm Tony Colombo. Thanks again for listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. I'm going for a nap. Yes. <laughs>